Damn it. Are you okay? Check, 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 Tangled check. up or some shit. You'll be okay. Yeah. I think. Watching some disc golf like some awesome dudes. On a shit day. We thought God, we were, this day sucked. We thought we were going to have Aaron in Atlanta, but Aaron is still testing positive, but even though he feels just fine. I don't know the precautions for that. I, to- I said, officially, I haven't had it yet. Even though I probably had it, but officially I haven't had it, so let's just wanna. not get it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want it. <laughs> like if it's a like a, a case that you can tell when you had it, you don't want it. I mean, it's well, I had that one bad day. You were saying that and you then for like a week you after, felt weird. I had, like, well, I had a horrible headache that one day, mm-hmm. and then for a week after, I had cold symptoms. But right. I never went. And, I I tested negative on an at home test, mm-hmm. and those are notoriously not good. I think they're about sixty percent. Yeah, so it's oh it's God. a coin flip as to whether I had it or not, and they decided it's probably best just to not automatically give it to me, even though we don't really know if he's still contagious. We don't know how that works. I mean, you came if, whenever, what, a day after you tested negative? No. I, I mean, it was – I was 10 days. I was down with 10 days. Like, I didn't I didn't go to work for – Oh, speaking of not going to work, I'm off all next week. What for? Just because. Because I wanted a fucking week off. So you took a week off? Yeah. Nice. I'm gonna Good play for disc you. Golf. I'm going to go hiking. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I'm, I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm envious of you already. I'm going to go to the 11 o'clock showing of Batman on Thursday. <laughs> reminds me of, One of the main reasons I did it. <laughs> Could have just taken two days. Reminds me of a spinal tap. People envious. I envious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I'm excited to do nothing. We'll do what I want for a week. Still getting paid and everything. See, this is what we've talked about. That's why I want to be independently wealthy. I don't want shit. I don't care. Like, I really it, things are nice. I like, want all this the, is nice. I want all the stuff in my house to work, and that's about it. Well, I want. <laughs> I want. I want the Bradley Keenan equation. I want everything bought once that I spend an exorbitant amount of money on, but it fucking works, and I don't ever have to buy it again. He buys one watch. He buys, you know, like he he's, buys those. Like probably two or three thousand dollar chronometer. He doesn't and buy a watch. It, he buys a chronometer. It charges yes. itself on. It kinetically you. charges itself. Yeah. The Citizen I have is almost that good. Like it's not a two or three thousand dollar watch, but it's a it's a good watch. Um, I'm Vladimir Putin, and this is invading <laughs> the Ukraine. <laughs> How long have you been thinking about that one? All day. <laughs> invading the Donbass region of the Ukraine. Whatever the fuck. Um, it's wild, isn't it? Uh, we're living. Th- I mean, we talk about how we're living through historic times. We are. Listen, nearly everything that has happened the entire time we've been alive has been fucking crazy. The fall of the Soviet Union, mm. the Berlin Wall, yeah. fucking 9-11, fucking uh, COVID. Yeah, I, actually, I, actually locking down America. Americans putting up with that. Americans, most of us went along with it. That is crazy. That, yeah. that what a what a world we actually went along with. Some it. of us didn't have a choice. I mean, I never got locked down. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I People like, in restaurants didn't get locked down. Yeah, we didn't really. But, but just like I mean, in most places, like uh, West Virginia, it was sort of a soft lockdown. Let's be honest. Well, I was telling the bars were there, still was, open. They just weren't well, advertising. There, there's a guy. There's a guy I was talking to at the the gym over there in uh, Montgomery. The Montgomery Hospital gym's open again. It's 24 hours too. So that's um, actually good. Oh, it's got a keypad. So nice, uh, and it's free. So so I could just say, hey, I'm a yes. Guy. I just, just as walk long through. As they know just, who I am. Just no, they don't have to know who you. Are. Just walk through the fucking uh, emergency room. Go back to that the door back there. Open that door. Take a left. Good gym. It, yeah. Okay. 
It's got everything. I should do that. Mm-hmm. Do they have a, um, they have uh, a Smith machine, the reverse hyper. No, they have a Smith machine for, you know, bench squat, all that stuff. You can't deadlift because there's no room because there's no free weights other than dumbbells. But they got a couple of hammer strength machines. They're not bad. I mean, it's, it's nothing. It's not a, it's not a powerlifting gym or anything like that, but it's definitely good. Um, anyway, there's a guy who moved down here from New York, Syracuse. And I was like, and he was talking about things. I was like, let me tell you something about West Virginia. I was like, People think that Texas is the most libertarian state. Nope. It is not. We are. No, yeah. Because nobody gives a shit. Nobody. <laughs> as long as you're not Everybody bothering me. Everybody fucking business. As long as you're not bothering me, dude. Somebody's yeah. going to make a snarky aside because that's what people do around here. Yeah. Oh, this guy. But you can tell them to fuck off. There was her. a, uh, back whenever I was uh, doing utility locating, there was a guy that lived that from New York that bought uh, basically an entire mountain down uh, Roan County, up Roan County, I guess from here. He bought it like, he's like, you, do, you, do you know what I paid for this? What I could buy in New York for this? <laughs> it's like I bought a fucking mountain Was for two hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. You know what I could get for two hundred sixty-five thousand dollars in New York? A fucking one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> yeah, he's right. <laughs> now, that was a sort of a mixture of New York and uh, Boston. There, it's pretty good. But yeah, but he was like, I fucking love it here. I fucking <laughs> they do. Love that it. guy was only loved it here. He's like, it's slow. I was like, yeah, yeah. You're gonna. That's you need to get used to that. Yeah. Yeah. He said, he said, he had a very slow pace of life. I was like, yeah, that's that's one of the things we sell. I mean, it's, it's like you can do whatever you want. So why be in a hurry? There's nothing to fucking do anyway. Well, I mean, it's, it's not only Learn that. to fish, baby. Learn to fish. Learn to hike. Uh, this guy has a he mountain that he hasn't been to Somersville yet. Oh, he's going to love it. He lives it. in London. I was like, how the fuck haven't you been to Somersville? He's going to love Somersville. Yeah. I was telling him the history. Go shit. He's I was telling him the history. I was just like, there's a town underneath that fucking motherfucker. Yeah. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, they just flooded a town because they needed a dam. <laughs> I think I gave the impression that people were still in it. but they <laughs> That's somewhere. No. <laughs> it, was a, it, was what, it was what they call the dregs. So they, <laughs> what, Gad was? <laughs> yeah, Gad wasn't a well-thought-of town or they wouldn't have flooded. <laughs> it's like they were flooding Boomer. <laughs> it could be flooded, too, because that's a bowl. Dude, five Bo- minutes after I came through on Route 60, the mountain collapsed. What? You know that stretch of road there on Route 60 right after the Montgomery Bridge? Yes. Where they've been working for six fucking years yeah, and nothing ever collapsed. gets completed? It collapsed. Neat. The mountain collapsed. <laughs> There's actually pictures of it on on Facebook because that's a prime news source. And they said it will be closed for a while. Like, what the fuck? We're going to be here a while. We're going to be here a while. Montgomery residents rock slide on Route 60 has caused damage to the water main. Please be prepared in case for water water, water boil advisories. Oh, shit. Then everybody's going to be buying up all the fucking water. I'm trying to find the- I just drink it out of the tap. Fuck it. I roll the dice. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. fine. <laughs> no, you're, you'll be fine. I'm trying to find Man, like the, the pictures of the, uh, of the actual rock slide because it wasn't a rock slide. It was an avalanche of boulders. Was it? Because it was a... The Let me tell you, rain for the last two days. Golly Mountain didn't look great either. It coming over that, it was water coming off. I was like, "That's a fucking mudslide waiting to happen." I'd speed through those oh, corners. Yeah. There was a there was like a out of towner. I was like, "Dude, just like fucking swerving around." Like, I, I, you got to get down the fucking mountain. We can't fuck around with this. At any minute, we could lose everything. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find the pictures. How come they pop up as soon as like I was taking the dump and they pop up? But now I can't find the pictures. Anyway, they were big boulders. They were a, a large size, small boulder. <laughs> I took the uh, the screen off of that. Look at that fucking screen. Oh, you took the Isn't cover it pristine? Off? Yeah, it's, they're it's great. fucking pristine. Dude. I always wait to take the the cover that comes with them off before I take it off. And mm-hmm. 
sometimes I'll get a new cover to go on it. Or well, it, my plan is to set it right here and have the the headphones on and watch movies where I'm a- actually able to pay pay attention. So my my uh, ADD kicks in real bad when I try to watch something like I have to be sitting right in front of it before I can really pay attention. Yeah, because I was watching uh, Raised by Wolves. Oh, you started it or got back into I'd, it? I I'd watch it before and, and gotten back into it. Man, you're talking about a fucking... It makes the dystopian world of Blade Runner look like fucking the Gilded Age. Look like the yeah. 19, 19 teens, you know? It's just... It's so... Fu- well, I don't know if it's 19 teens, Gilded Age. It's around there. You know... It's early to mid... Well, you know, I was, uh, the, the description of the world before um, World War One is like... They were morons to do that. Like, like wealth was out of. I'm trying to compare it. Wealth was out of control. Yeah. Everybody was really fucking happy. Goods were flowing. You know, it was nuts. I've never really thought much about the Gilded Age. I know there's a new show on. Yeah, I need to watch HBO that. I really next. need to watch that. Um, you know, and they proved a bunch of theories wrong. Like, um, some I think his name was Glass had this thing called the Great Illusion about how. You know, there's always this thing that there was going to be this big war, this giant war that was going to, you know, the people who predicted were the Cassandras. You know, they said this is going to happen. And he was one of the ones, the naysayers, like, he's like, that's not going to happen. That would be cultural suicide for all. And he failed to realize how stupid human beings are, how ridiculously short sighted, and how, you know, uh, I think it was Marx was talking about the conflagration that the end is the the end will be the workers' victory because the crown heads of Europe will roll in the gutter, and he was absolutely fucking correct. Like he was one of the ones predicting that that's how. But I'm talking about the world of Raised by Wolves, the Earth, and there was a shithole, and it was destroyed by lunatic fucking religious people. But the atheists were lunatics too. Everybody in that show. Right. I mean, they, they, I'm, not, I'm not trying to let them off the hook because I'm an agnostic slash atheist. <laughs> but I think that they were, that was a, a, a response to, I like to tell myself, it was a response to the lunatics, the, the, the Mithridates people and all that stuff, which, by the way, are old religions. The, Mith, the Mithraic religion is old, it's one of the bases for Christianity. Um, Mithras was the god. Mithras, that's the that's he, what the, he was uh, born. It was a virgin birth, and it was all kinds of shit. So those are the ones that made up all the robots to take care of the kids on the other planet, right? No, no. The per, the people who made the robots was an atheist. Like it was actually going into the story why a mother named uh, the one kid she really loved. What's his name? Uh, I forget his name, but he's, um, he's a good Campion. He's yeah, Campion. He's a good actor, and he's great. They all are. The black guy tilted his head, you know, the, the, the robot and just like, why well, can't be in mother. And she's like, I just like that name. Well, it tells you why she likes that name. Yeah, and later. it is heartbreaking. Like it is a fucking gut punch. And it's, and it's one of the most unlikely. I can tell you if you, if you want, I've watched the first season. I haven't watched. The okay. Season. The, the seat, the, the part where the, the spoiler where, alert to anybody that where really the campion cares. guy took her. She was, a. A Model S. I don't know. She was well, uh, no, they're called uh, necromancers. Yeah, she was a necromancer, and he, he captured her. He reprogrammed her, and she fell in love with him. Because that's gave, why she that's why she can scream and make things blow up. Because she was a necromancer, right? But right? that's she was manufactured that way. Which I can't believe there weren't but a few of them. That's something that's that's way too powerful of a mat. When she well, takes off, flying, uh, we are talking about human beings who don't give a fuck. When she so there's probably flying, tens of thousands. So of them. creepy. Well, I mean, just her. The, she morphs into something so fucking just immensely godlike. I mean, it's, it's fucking. It is wrath of God Avatar 
Matrix type shit. I'm not talking about shitty movie. I'm talking about the Avatar by definition is, is a personification of the wrath of the gods. They were they're sent down to the material plane to deal fucking shit out. You know, be like, you've pissed us off. We can't fucking. Speaking of that, was something I wanted to talk about. I was hoping Aaron would be here. What? <clears throat> Biblical, biblically accurate angels. They're crazy. Wow. They have a hundred eyes. They're fucking. Yeah. I read all about tentacles and eyes. And yes, everything. it's nuts. Um, and the fact that there are virtually no demons in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, it's all apocryphal. It's yeah. in the book of Tobit. So um, I went into a whole big demon angel because I was writing a knockoff epic fantasy with angels and demons in it before I had a, before I had a, a whiff of originality in anything I've ever, I'd ever written. You copy things that you like. Mm-hmm. So you do with, with music. Well, but people you, uh, actually, you always do. With music. Sure, but <laughs> but also fantasy does that. Like you have Robert Jordan, while he has original parts of his writing, some of the shit is not original at all. So where did you hear about this biblically accurate? Uh, so it was just on Twitter. Somebody had made uh, a gif of all the different biblically accurate mm-hmm. angels, and like so they used like CGI technology. Mm-hmm. I can't find it again. Maybe I, if I just search it on Twitter, yeah, I can find it. <laughs> but they were absolutely wild. And I looked up and saw where they all came from. And like, oh, so they did describe them like that. I knew I'd at least read it before. Well, the angelic beings, I, I think that it needs to, they need to have their, for one thing, the, the like, imagine something like that coming down and saying, be not afraid. Well, the thing is the, the background behind them, we need to acknowledge the different sources of where they're from. Okay. A lot of it is Arabic where you have these different beings, jinns being one of those jinns, genies mm-hmm. are not good, not evil, but you have good genies. You have evil genies. You have in the middle. There's one of them. Isn't that just terrifying? It is. A lot of people that sing that think that's proof of uh, alien life. There's one that had all of them in it. Like, that's just insane. There's eyes all over the wings and everything. I think it was uh, like, like a little person standing there. Like, imagine that coming up. Be not afraid. Well, but they uh, angels also have the ability to... Sp- I mean, they have all these supernatural powers. One of those powers they can is, to, is to slammer you. you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they. Uh, but um, then the more angelic beings, like the ones that we think of, are somewhat Nordic based. That are our ideas of them anyway. Like elves are ancient, ancient Nordic, uh, like myth beings. There's yeah. one biblically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the bag of googly yeah. eyes. <laughs> And somebody needs to get on Carl from fucking uh, when he was made out of eyes. You can see a lot of our like superheroes and stuff are mm-hmm. modeled after. I don't know if that's superhero, but probably uh, anime type stuff is made up after definitely accurate angels. Demons are like definitely. Uh, well, demons are in every culture. Like they, you know, you have these, and they usually uh, demons and dragons usually have a pretty uniform way of looking because mm-hmm. man, be, man always thinks the same. Like they, you know, even though well, though we have some species differences. Like there's there's a point percent of spatial difference between white people, black people, you know, Asians, you know, the, but we all are Homo sapiens. We all think in similar similar fashion. I mean, um, I'm, I'm trying to say we're all. All our fears and, and intelligence stuff are equal, and and culturally though we are different. But it seems that even with those things, like the Native Americans had dragons, you can't find two more disparate cultures than the Germans and the Native Americans who had Fafnir, 
who was killed by um, shit, Sigmund. Siegfried or Sigmund. It, it depends on which one it was. He's the one who cut the dragon and got splashed with the dragon's blood and it scarred him, but he also, it made him have it levitate above the earth and sh- they sh- it showed him the cosmos. Like that's one of the, one of the coolest ideas that ever got put forth in any kind of myth. Um, yeah, all those things are fascinating. Human, and I, I'm be willing to bet that a lot of it is influenced by um, psychedelics. Yeah. Because every, every, Every culture has psychedelics. And a lot of people claim to see the same things. Mm-hmm. Like on So those PMT, things might actually exist. They we just they were stepping into another they reality. Might get dre- mm-hmm. Like drown out by all this whenever or, the uh, MAO inhibitor kicks in. Or the you know, the the brain is able to see those other realm those other versions of reality, those other dimensions. You know, they better quit fucking around with that collider before they start opening some doors and bringing some shit through here. I don't believe that. That's not going to yeah, happen. I don't know. But, I mean, um, it's a possibility, but it's not a probability. Um, a lot of people think things went to shit whenever the Hadron Collider went online. That is a theory I've Back heard that we, got blown in, that we got blown into another like fucking Everything reality. just got weird. Weird. Things have been weird for like yeah, the last 10 years. Like, they have. It's been so wild. Like, Yeah, but that's... Or, I mean, how would you think of those people? Let's apply that to past times. How did you think the people living through World War One would think about you know coming from that the, the the era I just described where things were great? Well, imagine our parents. Right now, your mom has more power in her hand than what put rockets on the moon, and she lived. I don't know if she lived during the time. But she might, might. She's probably a few years younger than my mom. <laughs> My mom distinctly remembers not being allowed to drink from the same water fountain as her black friends. Well, that's the 60s. Yeah, so your mom probably remembers that, too. <laughs> there was a black school up in North Holler. So imagine the change that they've seen. But that's seen. a social change. I'm, I, the more thing I'm talking about is that more technological, like, okay, we've, we've discussed this before that bears repeating. The, the nuclear bomb, of course, was a shock. But I guarantee you, it wasn't as much of a shock to those people as when uh, they rolled out Long Max and they used it in fucking Belgium. That was the first thing to enter the stratosphere. Long Max. Long Max was a giant gun made by either Sco- Skoda. Great name. Well, yeah, it's Skoda or Krupp. It's one of those two uh, ironworks. It's a German gun. The Belgians had these forts that a generation earlier, probably not even 40 years, um, or maybe it would probably be more would stand up to any cannon then no right without breaking a sweat the people who built them said nothing that exists can puncture these things and they were right and then they rolled these fucking things out and the first one you, you know the first one to able to like i said blast something into the stratosphere when it takes a solid minute from muzzle to target um and the fact that um, there's some other facts. Well, okay, let's put it this way: the the cannon of Napoleon's time, which is essentially the same as Civil War cannon, maybe slightly better, um, could fire so ever uh, pound shell. I can't remember twelve pound shell or some shit, and, and it was accurate at two hundred yards. The Guns that the Germans built in the Skoda and the Krupp Ironworks, one of them, they were shooting the weight equivalent of those cannons from the new cannons. (sighs) (laughs) And they were shooting them 12 miles. 
I think one of the biggest ones, 12 miles, accurate at 12 miles. Jesus Christ. So you, you're talking about, now just think about that. Now think about those people who now see these things happening, especially when you have Ypres, uh, you know, all these awful places that are just hellish. Uh, the, 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 the battlefields in, in Belgium especially were terrible. You know, imagine those people living in an era that was virtually indistinguishable from the time of Napoleon and the Civil War and stuff like that when war was limited and the only people who got hurt other than <laughs> we've talked about this before Sherman just getting fucking set loose in the fucking South. He's just destroying everything. He's the first one to fight a modern war. He's the first one. He's the first one to do trench war- warfare. And he's the first one to attack the populace. And he didn't attack. I don't think he attacked anybody like, like civilians, but he blew up all their shit. You know, that's why the one I said is just like, well, we should blow up that, that train till he's like he probably carries one with him. Yeah. You know, just one of my favorite fucking quotes ever. Oh, he has a spare. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I imagine, and those people fleeing from those things. Uh, Phil, uh, Philip J. Gibbs describing the mass of humanity that's been di- displaced in France when the Germans are marching through, and how many refugees there were, and they're packed into these places, and the stench, and the fear, and the famine, and the fu- you know all those things. Just imagine, and that's ten million dead with the population. You know, much smaller, less than half of what we have today. Imagine. Now, I can apply that to a nuclear bomb. Wow, that's terrible. But that similar generation was like, yeah, I saw Long Max. I know what the fuck is terrible. And that's and that's terrible. But I've seen terrible, you know, so. Uh, there's degrees of terrible. There's degrees of terrible. And we've seen a degree of that terrible. And now we've seen the uh the personification of the great filter that uh, uh the physicist um sagan the great it's called the great filter it's uh, uh i can name maybe five physicists if i try real hard name one it's probably- grass tyson mm-hmm. sagan mm-hmm. um <clears throat> Uh, there's a bunch that have been on Joe Rogan and all of their names. This guy's dead. Um, they were all sitting around. Not Einstein. They were all sitting around a table. And, the, and this one physicist, they were all, they were calculating. Of course, they're mathematicians too, so they're calculating what is the likelihood of life on other planets. And they just basically didn't have to write it down. They said it's astronomical. It's fucking astronomical. Of course there is. Like, okay, what is the odds of intelligent life on those planets? Again, astronomical. Yes, in favor of. He said, and what are the percentage of those planets being able to make a craft to get here? And they said, well, also decidedly astronomical, although less than the others. And he said, well, where is everybody? (laughs) (laughs) And then, well, some of them, I don't even think it's the guy who posed the question, where is everybody? It's the one who answered it. He said, well, one of the things, he said, these things happen. He said, there's there's an event where a, a species gains the ability to destroy itself. And it's pass fail mm-hmm. and it's unforgiving. And we are still being decided like the nuclear 1945, when they dropped those nuclear weapons was the beginning of our great filter. Are we going to yeah, make it out of it? That was our beginning of a descent back into the stone age. I think. Well, but even worse than the stone age, the stone age, they had a pristine planet to live on. What kind of planet are we going to have to live on? It's not going to be pristine. I can tell you that. I heard somebody talk about what could possibly happen if, if this goes nuclear, I don't think it will. Because Putin doesn't have the balls. We're going to get into that. I don't think he's as tough as everybody thinks he is. I don't think he is either. Um, I think he's actually somewhat of a coward. Even if we, like, America's not hit, if they blow up all those, if we drop a bunch and they drop a bunch over there and every, like, the ash will drown out the sun 
all it, around the world. It depends. I mean, you have to have a certain amount of nuclear strikes to get into a nuclear winter. And it has to be a certain kiloton, you know, load before that'll happen. But um, it would be a low, a slow, long demise for everybody else on the planet. That's what it would be. Rocks and sticks will be World War Four. Again, I, yes, I, I agree, but I, I just don't think. I don't think this is happening, though. No, I don't think anybody has the balls. Um, I, what sucks is we're the ones that set the precedent for him to be able to do that by doing Iraq and Afghanistan. Well, here's the scary part. Well, that's true, but I thought you were talking about the president with nuclear bombs. We've discussed this before, but here's the truth. The bombs they have nowadays, the trigger for those bombs is the bomb from Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It takes that amount of nuclear power to make that that it delays the stick of dynamite. You have to have that bomb lays that stick. That's how much fucking power in those bombs. That should keep you up at night because it does me. Mm. They have to make it a nuclear explosion as big as in Hiroshima and Nagasaki inside that bomb mm. to make that shit go off. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. And, it, and that's not even the most powerful ones. Where are they testing these motherfuckers? Well, a lot in the Bikini Atoll, they they test a lot of shit out in the Pacific. Um, you talk about why cancer rates worldwide are through the roof and all that shit. It's not plastics and all that stuff. It is. That's not helping. But, that's, but no, it's not helping. But the nuclear tests we've done everywhere without any kind of realization about what fuck what what the fuck is happening why and doing it anyway. Why don't these get Superman to fly them out and blow them up in space and come back and report? Because that makes it for one shitty movie. And I've seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Superman for the quest for peace. It's fucking, Boy, how it's, uh, it's, a can, it's a canon movie. Yeah. No, you're thinking of three. Superman three. Yeah. Superman four is a canon movie. <sighs> that's how far it, it that's how it. far it slid. It's I mean, it was fucking bad. Anyway, I loved Christopher Reeve so much. When <laughs> he was, was a really good Superman. He's arguably the best Superman. Did you see the body double they had for Superman and um, uh, Peacemaker and Peacemaker? Mm-hmm. Dude looks like a good Superman. He's just a double. And he's he they looks, really need to he pull. looks like a mix of Christopher Reeve and Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill and <laughs> Brandon, uh, Ralph. Brandon Ralph. He does. Brandon Ralph was a great Superman. We can have that. He was a better discussion. Clark Kent than he was a Superman. I think um, he was a tremendous. Clark I think Kent. he was a tremendous both. I think that the movie that he was in while great. I don't give a fuck when anybody says Superman I love that Returns movie. is an un, is an unrecognized gem. And years from now, it's gonna be one of those movies that's gonna have a. It's already got a cult following. You give it another twenty years. People are going to be like lining up for Superman. A lot Returns. of people are thinking we're going to see him in uh, Flashpoint. I would love because everybody's. You know, he was in Crisis at Infinite Earth on TV, and he played the King- Kingdom Come Superman that I've discussed at length. Mm-hmm. He actually had the fucking black and red S and everything. Look at this guy. Awesome. That's the stand-in. Does he look like just a mix of all three of them? That's fucking awesome. He was the one. I hope he act. Well, but there's talk of, and I don't know how good looking dude. He is a handsome guy, <laughs> but there is talk about Fuck this. You. And I don't think I, I, I don't know I, if I like this. I know I don't like it. They're thinking about making the rock, the new Superman and just dispensing with Superman altogether in the DC, but he's already film universe. All making black Adam Superman. Well, no, they're just going to say Superman just, just basically gets killed off or whatever. And then black Adam becomes a heavy hitter. You can't do that. And it's not anything to do with his race or any of that crap. It's to do with the fact that he's not fucking Superman. You Henry need Cavill Superman. is Superman. You cannot have the MCU without Captain America. At least, at least his story running its fucking course. And you can't have the DCU without Superman. That's just the way it works. And his story has not run its course yet. So I'm wondering if they're gonna. Well, somehow we always get to this, don't we? Uh, <laughs> I'm wondering if they're gonna do continue with the extended universe or if they're just going to do one-offs like the Batman it's going to be its, it's own be both. probably its own trilogy it's going to be both 
Mm. Superman properties, I mean, superhero properties are here to stay. Yeah. And the one mm. I'm looking most forward to, and, and I, bet you, I bet you can't guess which one. Can I get a hint? Marvel or DC? Neither. Oh. Black Horse? Nope. I've run out of... Uh, you mean Dark Horse? Dark Horse. I've run out of comic book it, it was an image comic. Image. Have I heard of it? Yeah. I got on Invincible. Oh, yeah. I forgot about it. Invincible was the best one. Invincible was the best comic book property I saw last year. I'm, I'm really, I really believe that. I it, quite enjoyed it, but uh, Suicide Squad was right up my alley. I just, I, I think, I think that Invincible was such a risk taker and it was such a, uh, oh, yeah, it's ballsy. And the, the, it just, everything suited it. Like it's animation style, you know, the, it, it's the fact that it threw you a massive curveball. I thought it was going to be a slider low and outside. Oh, uh, dude, the first and fucking first episode. I was, just, I think it was the first episode. First episode when uh, Omni Man. Yeah, when he came in and killed the fucking yeah. the the knockoff Justice League. It was fucking. I was just like, this was a piece of shit kitty fucking cartoon, and I wondered why it was marketed to adults. I'm like, this is not adult. And then it got to that, and then they were cussing and stuff. Like, well, they're cussing. They're huh. trying to be edgy. No. When he just took that Wonder Woman's head and twisted it all the way around, and she dropped and, <clears throat> and then coughed all her guts out, I was just like, well, that's something. <laughs> you don't see that every day. <laughs> that's Superman. It's, it's, like I've, it's like I've said a hundred times before. The, the, I'm such a massive Superman fan, but the, the best thing that I saw was when he beat the shit out of the Justice League and then he, and they couldn't do anything with him. Yeah, in both yeah. versions of that movie, he beats the shit out of the Justice yeah, League. Yeah, I mean, they're just like, they're like he's like, uh, awkward. she's like, Arthur, uh, see if you can, you know, subdue him or something. Okay, boom, and he hits him, goes flying off. I, I mean, that was... When the Flash is trying to run He thinks he's fast, up, and he thinks he's, around, he's just as fast Superman as he just is. turns and looks <laughs> yeah. at him. He goes... <gasps> yeah, I mean, he's just like, I'm, usually everybody else is standing still, but that's one of the reasons I love the character, and they need to do him better. They need to have him, you know, and I'm not I'm not against Val Zod. I mean, I've read the character. I like the character. Is that the black Superman? Black Superman, um, and I'm for it. I, th- I think it's, you know, but we're getting into a lot. I want of, all of them. I want, I want them to do what they did with the cartoon. Sure, and, I, and they can do Val, you know, because that whole, that whole universe is, the Kryptonians are black They're So that's awesome. That goes along with what I say, you know, the, the thing with, you know, we have the thing with, uh, um, game of Thrones mm-hmm. where you have the black Valerians. I think they're going to have a good explanation about why they're there. It's not going to be, able to just throw out, you know, I could explain that in two pages. The fact that there's a black Valyrian is because some people from the other summer, summer Isles came up and they then they lived with the went to Valyria, emigrated there, worked their way into the fucking noble families, and then they're Valyrians too. That works. Don't just throw them in there and say, "Oh, there's black Valyrians too." You can't do that. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Is that that's upcoming in the new yes. series that's coming? And I, and I would I would hope they would do something like I just described, like have a have a part where that where that patriarch is he's uh, the sea snake Corlys Valerian talks about why he doesn't look like the other the other the other valerians like i know we're we're black skin we came from the summer isles and we worked our way up in that culture and we became just as powerful as they were and just as accepted that's awesome that's an awesome story had they done a flip with game of thrones and made all the targaryens black and had them and had valeria be an african style culture that would have been awesome i would have been all for that like that's really good idea that's fucking cool as shit I don't like just throws throw in there, throw in there. That doesn't make any sense. Why do that? 
Yeah. It, it insults everybody equally. I find it um, patronizing, infantilizing, all that stuff. But <clears throat> I grew up with everybody on TV looking like me, so maybe take, sure, <laughs> take I, my, I mean, I what get, I say with a grain of salt. I, get that. I understand that. I don't think there's a reason to shoehorn things in. The- right. It's But when it's done, gent- not gently, I would say skillfully, and those things are brought in. It's great. Like it can it can make or break a story. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you have a gay character and and you don't even think about it. You know, you just put it in there, and it's, it's like you notice how there's no outrage about Jeffrey Wright being uh, Commissioner Gordon in this. Right. Why would there be? Because he's fucking. Because awesome. he's dope. Everybody knows he's dope. Exactly. He's awesome. He's also the watcher. He's also the watcher. <laughs> he's a, he's in every property. He's yeah. also in um in uh, Westworld. Westworld. He's in everything. He's great. God, I gotta get into that. I forgot about that. Um, I'm gonna watch that on here. But there would be some sort of up upheaval. There is some upheaval about it. Some. If if Bruce Wayne was was black, it, you just have to retell the story. Sure. You know, you just have to retell. He's adopted. Something like no, that. No, you could be at like, you could do it. I could write that. The Waynes were a family that had been, that were freed slaves and worked their way north and built their fortune. That's a great story. There. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy to write something that's really cool. Miles that Morales. Make, that makes They sense. didn't make a Peter Parker black. They right. made him Miles Morales. Exactly. That's all. Gave him his own story. And he's great. And he's wonderful. And his parents were great. I, yeah. Fucking into the Spider-Verse was so entertaining. Um, I'm, I'm just saying that it's, once you start shoehorning things in, that's when people cry. You know, well, you have two kinds of people with this. You have the people who actually are concerned with story. I mean, like that doesn't make sense, guys. You know, and then you have the people who are like racists but don't want to say it, but yeah. then they say it doesn't make sense. The worst part about it is both groups get tweeted, get tweeted, get treated, <laughs> get, get they tre- do get tweeted, they get treated equally. Yeah, and they shouldn't. Yeah, if you explain your position, be like, look. I'm not against, I'm for integration for these things. I'm for it. But I'm not for a bunch of hackneyed, thrown-in bullshit. Don't do that. Because that's insulting to the character. You know, it's like it's like we're talking about Lord of the Rings, the new one. It remains to be seen how that's going to be done. I trust it's going to be done skillfully. I'm excited about the show. I hope so. Um, it, it looked a little generic it looked generic to me but that maybe they're not done with all the color correction and effects well they're not they're throwing but they're throwing things in there that weren't part of it's based somewhat on the silmarillion and these different things somebody had a tweet about hey you know all that stuff uh, for middle earth like the ring and bilbo and all that stuff you loved well here's a bunch of stuff that happened way before that that you don't know about and it's like why do we care about that we like this thing well it's that's basically a riff on Pat oswalt's uh thing when he was doing yes. on werewolves and lollipops when he's yeah. talking about yeah yeah uh, yeah he's like you know darth vader yeah the helmet and the <laughs> it's fucking cool he's just like what's he gonna be doing you get to see him as a little kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> is he like a damien the omen type kid no nah, he just his mom gets killed and then he's real sad <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like shit george <laughs> he's like <laughs> He's like, you like Angelina Jolie, don't you? She gives you a big boner. Well, here's a picture of John Voight's nutsack. The sweaty nutsack she swam out of. Now suck on that, you lucky so-and-so. 
he was the best dude in his early, uh, I mean he's still good now but in the early part of his career he was fucking I love savage. that he's getting to do all this uh, like he's getting to be in Marvel properties and so he's like yeah. in two Marvel things yeah he pays Pip the Troll and MODOK that's got to be a fucking well I'm sure when he was a kid he would have liked to have been somebody else I'm sure he wanted as to be we all, as we all yeah as, as we all did but I think he ex- he accepted that early yeah, yeah I mean because he's four foot eleven uh, <laughs> I'm paunchy yeah, this, too, this is my role <laughs> Hey, who left the bridge troll in here? He's talking about when he was he went to the Batman Begins premiere. He bullshitted away in. <laughs> oh God! Um, what were we talking about? Eventually, we were talking about Putin and then yeah. the world and how it shifted. Um, we're not sending troops to the Ukraine. Uh, we're them yeah, to we are, but we're not sending. We've any, been told. any troops you're not going to know about. Oh yeah, we're sending we're sending like, black ops. We're going to do, be doing black ops. There's going to be. There's gonna be some nasty shit going on. Like I said, they'll be sending guys that look like us in good shape. Yeah, um, in there, mm-hmm. beards, all this stuff. Yeah, flying on com- commercial jets, and they're gonna go there and grab their shit, and they're just gonna start capping people in the fucking Russian go- government. See, the thing about it is, I wish America would be would be a little bit more like badass sometimes. Like, I don't think. For one thing, I don't think Biden is as much of a pussy as everybody says he is, because he actually stands up to fucking Putin. And tells him to go fuck himself. That's the thing. Trump tried to get all of his balls and his cock in his mouth at the same time. It's 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 like it was embarrassing the way that Trump treated Vladimir Putin because Putin has something on him. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. He's got something on him, and um, whether whether it's something embarrassing or economic or whatever, he's got. He's just he's he could just be a useful idiot for him. Sure, but I don't. I think it's more than that. Can't imagine he's much use to him now. Uh, you no, he's he's good as he's good as a political saboteur. He's 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 helping to drive wedges into the Republican Party, and he's also using useful to drive wedges between the American public. This thing, the 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 fact that he's siding, and then you've got his mouthpiece Tucker Carlson, all these other people. The fact that they're siding with the Russians is drive is starting to drive huge wedges in the United States population. People with any kind of conscience and morality, I believe, side with Ukraine. Like, look, they have their problems. They're part of the old, old hardline Soviet Union, but they're trying to be an emerging democracy, and that's the way it works. You have to go through this shit period before you get to the top, and you get to these. And, and Zelensky came there and is really trying to work his way in there and get all the corruption out of there and, and get it out. That's what's happening. Then you have Vladimir Putin, who he just wants to, all he wants to do is reinstitute the Soviet Union. That's what he wants to do. No. I watched a, uh, a video, you know, Crystal and Sagar on Breaking Points. Yes. The news show. Mm-hmm. I really like them. Sagar did a pretty good video about it's not the Soviet Union he wants to. What does he want to do? The Russian Empire. That's a good not one. Not the Soviet Union because he was, was it Lenin, the last great emperor of the Soviet Union? Well, he led a few you want to talk about, you want to talk about the last, last person who ran the Soviet Union? It's Gorbachev, right? Yeah. Or the guy after Gorbachev. There was no guy after Gorbachev after the Soviet Union collapsed under Gorbachev's Gorbachev. watch. Yeah. All right. Um, I think it was Lenin or somebody that mm-hmm. let a, some countries out. He didn't like that. Putin doesn't like that. He wants them all back Gorbachev in. Gorbachev let him out. Okay. Gorbachev mm-hmm. let him out. Yeah. He wants them all back in. He wants the old Russian empire. He wants basically, he wants to install himself as a new czar. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. What he wants to do. So we can't have that. So if you're for that and you have lifelong been an American citizen, all that stuff, you're full of shit. Especially the kind of people I know who are back at him, who have no more knowledge of American history than the man in the f- of world history than the man in the fucking moon. 
They just like the fact that Putin doesn't like gay people and all that shit. The shit that they're the shit that they hate, he hates. And the fact that he's shitty and, and limits their rights and he tries to and he and then he he sticks it to his political opponents who are, you know, libs or whatever how that whatever the fucking He doesn't stick it to them. He kills, he kills them. them. But I'm saying but they like that. <laughs> I don't. I've had this discussion, and they won't admit it. I've I've had this discussion with moderate Trump supporters and stuff like that. It's like you cannot sit there and tell me that if fucking Trump came up there and frog marched Hillary Clinton out to a fucking gallows and hung her, that you all wouldn't masturbate about it, and they fucking would. That's the death of American democracy right there. The second you have a a political a political candidate or or person in power, and they start executing and and putting people into the legal system you don't have democracy anymore he gets journalists too yeah he 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 used in the most horrific ways possible he poisoned one of them with fucking radiation who the fuck does that he sent a woman just to walk by one of his uh might have been a journalist might have been like a one of those oligarchs over there mm-hmm. that was kind of going against him yeah and just brushed up against him with something on her finger she was wearing like a glove it's botulism i would think and he just dies botulism if you get botulism out of a canned good you get underneath the fingernail and you scratch them over it'll kill them in a really horrific way uh, yeah that's i eat a lot of canned goods too <laughs> i'm like oh, i shouldn't do that <laughs> but, um, so what what uh putin has done is started the uh <clears throat> trek into the ukraine now he's saying he's just taking the donbass region yeah, which that's what the people saying. of that region voted and they want to be part of russia okay and if that's true i say let him secede who gives a shit and you can have that nobody cares but what would the, oh, okay Let's, let's apply that to, to our country, okay? What if the Midwest region wanted to secede to Canada, and then Trudeau sent military down here to force us to make them? See what I'm saying? It gets dicey. That'd be a bad idea for Trudeau to do It that. would, but I'm <laughs> saying that it gets dicey in that situation. Say we, if you want to apply this to something that, that, that would be easier to digest and, and would be in line with how shitty this country is conducted. What if parts of Mexico wanted to join the United States and wanted to secede from the country of Mexico and we sent military down there to force the issue? That doesn't make it right. I don't no, give a doesn't. fuck if they vote for None it. None of that makes it right. Yeah. Exactly. So this is a very difficult kind of thing. Ukraine is a massive country. People yeah, don't realize people how are, big People it is. are thinking it's some tiny, it's not Kuwait, baby. It's they like half fight. the size of the United States. They can fight. And that's the thing, too. I want, That's the thing I was talking about, and I like, talk to myself with talking points to try to... Are you on... Tw- you're not on Twitter anymore. Twitter's no. been great the last couple of days getting all these little inspirational things from Ukraine. Like, there was... <clears throat> Did you see what I put up on Instagram? Uh, not yet. <laughs> Go on Instagram real quick. Oh, that was a good one. Let me hold on. Let me grab my phone. Instagram. Instagram is not working for me right now. What happened, Instagram? You gay bitch. I got kicked off. Here's the. <laughs> Do you see that video? What? This is CNN. The air raid sirens yeah. ringing out over Kiev. Mm-hmm. I saw that one. Did you see all of it? No. And a little bit of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, that working, but the the feed is not working. 
Nothing in my feed's happening. Um, I shouldn't have gotten kicked off of Instagram. I'm very polite on Instagram. I'm not. I talk a lot of shit. Let's see. I'll just punch mine up real quick. <laughs> well, here's the one I put up. Here's the one I put up at the, at the end. That's when I put up right before it came up. Do you, do you like movies about gladiators? What's that? I mean, that's like an airplane. airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one. All oh, the Klitschko's. Both said, uh, Putin, Trump, and the other members of the autocracy loving fuckhead club better hope there aren't more of these types of cats lying in wait for him. And there are. Oh, yeah. Um, here's a video from Snake Island. This is already going down in infamy. Um, I'll tell you what happened. Um, since you probably won't be able to read because the text is so small. There's this little island. Russian warship pulls up and decides to start talking shit, and they say, um, uh, Russia. I think I've heard about this. They, they tell them. Because fuck themselves. They tell them, disarm, and or we will be forced to annihilate you. And you can hear the guys like, should I, should I tell them to go fuck themselves? Yeah, just in case, because they know what's happening. They're, they're not they're in a warship. speaking in American? No, well, I'm, well, you can hear it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see the annihilation, which is fine with me. Otherwise, I will open fire. Do your copy. You hear him. This is it. Should I tell him to go fuck himself? Just in case, because they know what's happening. Russian warship, go fuck yourself. See this? This, this is already tough, man. This has already gone down in infamy as the Battle of Snake Island. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a remember the Alamo type thing for yeah. them. Because the Alamo didn't go very well for the Texans, I don't think. Did it? No. They yeah. lost. Okay. So remember the Alamo. Yeah. Remember the Battle of Snake Island. Right. All these things, I'm not sure if they're real. But we're getting all kinds of nice little inspirational oh, sure they're real. But what I'm saying is, it, it, here's what's going to happen. The worst thing a country can do and it's been proven in war time and time and time again, is to walk in thinking you got it in a walk. Because you'll get to fuck... With today's technology and the fact that we're going to be arming them and all those things, oh, yeah. and they're going to be trained and they're going to be stiffened by black ops American soldiers, SEALs, Delta Force. Probably some Israeli commanders thrown in there for good measure because Israel is not, a Russian mem- is not a Russian ally either. They're a Russian adversary. Mm-hmm. All those things are going to happen. And it's going to be what Germany, what happened to Germany, at least what happened to Germany in the beginning of World War One. They told the Belgians to stand down and step aside, and, and Belgian, the Belgians basically said what they said, go fuck yourself. And then they said, bring it on, we don't, we're not afraid of you. And they beat the shit out of the Germans for like the first, I'd say, week. Like gave them a bloody nose, sent them back on their heels. They knew they were going to lose, but the Germans, had, they had a gut check moment. They're like, holy shit, these guys can fight, you know. We're going to have to really dig in and actually fight here. So here's another one. A little old lady talking to Russian soldiers in the streets. She's telling them, um, ask them why they came to the, to our land and urges them to put sunflower seeds in their pockets so that the flowers will grow when they die on our land. <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> I, that's, I mean, and I'm I'm really getting my my back into this too. This pro Ukraine. I mean, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt that the people I despise are backing Russia. You know, they're just. It's been fucking uh, Tucker Carlson. I know you don't watch him, but I hate watching him a lot. And it's you got to stop that. I know. I really do, man. I really do. Um, 
The only time I ever hear about Tucker Carlson is from you. me. Sure. Yeah, I get it. It's like it was with Trump. You know, it, his my hatred for him just got passed off to somebody else. But I always hated him. But the fact that he's he's just shamelessly, you know, he and he's the kind of guy. Why can't we ask questions? He's that guy. He gets on there and says, "Why do we have to?" It's like, that's treason about Ukraine. Why is it treason? And it's just like you're a fucking piece of shit, dude. You're you're. It is so naked what you're doing with this. You know, you're you like autocracy. You like strong arm tactics. You like all this shit, and you're hoping it happens here because that's something else. If Trump gets reelected, it's going to go that way. Man, it's not going to go all at once. Those things don't happen all at once. I'm not going to say it's going to be black bagging people and all that shit. It's not going to go that way at all at first like that, but it will get there. I don't, I don't know, dude. You can disagree. I mean, everybody's and got I, guns here. You know, like, people, people in those autocratic countries have guns too. But you, but how much success do you think you're going to have against the United States government? Slim to none. You know, you're just not going to win. I mean, I don't know. the the American a bunch of goat fuckers in Afghanistan had a pretty decent hold on them. They, you know, they held them off for twenty years. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, and I say goat fuckers with the utmost respect. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. Like everybody says, you think you can defeat the government if they decide to turn tyrannical or whatever? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, Afghanistan. These are untrained people, and they've somehow held off the government yeah, for but, 20 years. But those people have been fighting since the time of Alexander the Great. That's one of the yeah. groups of people that turned back Alexander the Great. They know nothing but war. I mean, you have to. It's not a. It's not a bunch of. Sorry to say, it's soft Americans yeah, who well, live in luxury, lived in live in luxury. And I'm not saying we're not tough when it comes down to it. When you punch us, we don't get our back up and come swinging back at you. But we're not. We're not the Afghan Afghani people. I mean, they they have no nothing but privation and war. That makes that that ages you and it hardens you. It turns you into something where you're able to deal with shit in a lot. You know, with a, mo- a lot more brutal. You know, you just don't care. You're willing to lay your life down. It makes you suicidally brave because you don't care to die because dying might be better. You know, that's what those people's lives are like. And that's what it's always been like. <clears throat> I'm just hoping we s- stay out of it as much as possible. Of course. I mean, I, cause I hate it. I don't too. I've hated this type of shit my entire life ever since, I guess the first one I remember was the first Gulf war. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that, and I was ten years old. I remember the patriotic fervor that swept up through the country when the when the Gulf War happened. It was yeah. like, I mean, because I got caught up in it because I was a kid. I didn't know any better, you know. I, I didn't. I didn't have the opinions I have now. Kids are jingoistic because kids don't understand. They haven't yet learned how shitty their country actually is. I'm not saying that the United States is a shitty country. It's a, it's it's you know. You people say it's the best country on earth. I don't think it is, but I think it's a, a great country, and I think that it's had greatness, and I think that we could get back to it. But I do think, you know, that you don't know the 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 because the, they don't teach you the extent of the shitty stuff they've done. So therefore, you don't. They're not allowed. Well, they well the history is biased. They don't tell you. I mean, I had to learn those things on my own. I had to go. I had to. Here's what happened. It's, I was thirty some years old when I learned. <laughs> I was thirty some years old when I learned the real reason we went into the uh, Vietnam War. Sure, thirty. Jesus Christ. Well, shit. I, I just watched a uh, documentary about. Um, it's called the uh, Trial of Henry Kissinger, and so uh, it's based, what an evil man that guy. And is. it's based on a book by Christopher Hitchens. He would not. He, and I call him Hitch because I loved him. He was fucking awesome. 
he would not he would run from him in public because you don't want to debate that fucking guy he will savage you and he always ran from him and he wrote this book about him and he sued him for libel but then once once hitchin said okay well let's go to court Bring it," <laughs> he said. He said, "You know what that means? That your documents now are open to us. We get to look at your documents to prove that I'm alive. Discovery, baby." And, Kiss- and Kissinger wouldn't do it. And then he li- and then he laid off the fucking. He then, he, then, he he did, then he just went publicly and talked about how what a piece of shit Hitchens was and stuff like that. Hitchens wasn't a piece of shit, man. He was, he was a he was a gadfly in the best sense. He was a shit disturber, and I love he, I love those type of. People. I mean, I sent you. Did you watch that clip? Where I've he, seen it before. It's fucking awesome. Where he just tells Jerry Falwell's corpse to go fuck himself, you know, and and loves the fact that it bothers people like Hannity, who's a sanctimonious sack of shit, you know. They they just he hates those people, but he also hates like the severe leftists. He can't he couldn't he didn't like those people either. I watched Stephen Fry; they had a, a remembrance for him, and they brought all these people up. Sean Penn was on it. Sean Penn was a huge Christopher Hitchens guy. Um, I'm sure Sam Harris was probably on there somewhere. Sam Harris was on there. Um, uh, Stephen Fry himself, who I love Stephen Fry. And they were just talking about, he's just like, he would stump people because he would, some people thought that they were natural philosophical allies with him and he would turn on them and be like, no, I don't want anything to do with you either. You're a sack of shit. Because he called them as he saw them. He wasn't going to line up with anybody if he didn't agree with you. And that's something I like to think of myself. I don't. I don't. If I don't agree with something, I'm not lining up with you. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. It doesn't matter who I piss off. Now, that, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that I'm full throated arguing with everybody at all times. But I am going to tell you what I feel, even if I put it gently. You know, I've done it before. People have asked me about a certain thing. Like, what do you think about this? I'm like, well, here's here's what I think about it. You know, and for certain people, I would I will put it more gently. But if you're adversarial. You better come if you come heavy. I'm coming heavy, and that's the, the way I've always tried to be. So, um, and that's I, I, I like the fact that I I didn't get that. I, I got it through osmosis with Christopher Hitchens. I think I just started liking and reading his stuff, and I found myself acting more like him, like standing up for you know. It's cost me. It's cost me friends. It's cost me. You know. It's cost me a lot of things. Um, you know, the whole thing with uh, people asking me and me not lying to them about what I believe and all those things. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, I'm going to tell you. Do you believe in God? No. I'm going to tell you, you know, and maybe not in your concept of it, you know, but that doesn't mean I don't believe in higher things. You know, it's just because that's something I still don't. It's not that I'm a coward. I'm not afraid to go to a, a hell or something when I die. I just don't think I know. Because it's, yeah. it's too big of a question. That's one of those <clears throat> things people are always afraid about almost anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like people are afraid to say, I don't know about pretty much anything in the world. Well, it's the, the difference between someone of great faith as opposed to an ag- agnostic or even an atheist to a certain degree. Although the, and even though Christopher Hitchin was one of those atheists that sometimes I kind of rankles me a little bit, like, you know, you don't have to call people stupid because they believe in something. That's not fair either. That's not nice or fine. I mean, it's, Especially when they haven't attacked you, you know. Um, I've never called a friend who believed, who was a religious person, stupid. I've never done that. I don't believe in doing that. But the difference between me and those people, and and between agnostics and some atheists, is the fact that we are willing to say, "I don't know," and you're not willing to say that. As a matter of fact, you're so afraid to say, "I don't know," that you say, "I know," because this book says it. That's that's not proof of anything. 
that's a religious text written 3,000 years ago and probably recycled from other cultures that it was taken from. It's, it's okay to say, I don't know. That doesn't mean you're going to a hell or whatever, or Gehenna or whatever the hell you think that fucking shit is. I mean, and you know, it's like Bill Burr says, you, you create, I mean, it's, you created me with these questions in my mind and then you're going to burn me in up for all eternity because I asked them. Mm-hmm. What Bill Burr said that? Well, I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, he probably said it in a funny way. He's like, well, he said, you know, I don't build, I'm not going to build a car. And if it doesn't run, just set it on fire, you evil piece of shit, because it doesn't work. (laughs) He's like, you made me. This is your fuck up. His exact words were, you make me. You make me stupid, and you make me bad at math and love whores, and then you think this thing's not going to go off the rails? (laughs) That was his fucking... (laughs) Um, I don't know, man. It's just... uh, It's uh, weird. uh, There's also another inspirational story going around about the ghost of Kiev, which is a fighter pilot that shot down six Russian planes. This happened recently? Yesterday. He shot down six fucking fighter planes? Six in dogfights. I guess that's what they call them in the air, dogfights. Yeah. That's what they're saying. I don't know if this is real, but if it's real, it's dope. It's going to make a great movie. Hopefully, Christopher Nolan gets it. (laughs) Or the guy that did 1917, either one of those. I'd love to see it. Yeah, it's a. Have you watched 1917 yeah, yet? I did. Fucking great. It's great. It? It's tremendous. It's one of the better. It's warnings. accurate. It's it's yeah. It's, it's not pretty accurate. It's not rah rah war or anything like. No, that. No, it's decidedly anti war. That's what I thought too. It's it actually shows you how silly the whole thing it's, was. It's also so good, mm-hmm. like theatrically. Yes. Like I like wish I'd gone to the, the movie thing. theater. I wish yeah. I'd gone to the movie theater. Yeah, I think we were going to go. Then like we. It's just, just one of those movies <laughs> we can never get it together. We, I mean, it's like the comic book movies. We never had a trouble getting it together, you know. Yeah, I think uh, we were planning to go because it was one of those movies that sneaks up on you because we didn't hear, hear a lot about it when it first came out, and then it's like been in the theaters for two months. Like, hey, we'll go see it next weekend, and boom, it's out of theater. Right, and the thing about it was is that was pretty much when I was in the depths of my World War One scholarship. Well, I was mm-hmm. watching the documentaries, reading the books, listening to Blueprint for Armageddon, all that shit. I knew which battles they were talking about. I knew where they were, essentially, all those things. When I watched it, I was like, I really should go to the theater and watch this because I could have, if, if people had questions, I could have answered them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, I love the fact that they had uh, an Indian soldier sitting with them in the uh, w- w- turban and everything. He was, a, I think he was a Sikh, and he was just like he was fighting with the, because they were part of the British Empire, mm-hmm. and they were fighting with him. Um, you know, it's crazy. I, the way empires form, and then the different peoples fighting for them. Like, they used to talk about, you know the 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 homogenous, you know, look of the Greeks when they would march to battle. They all look pretty much the same. They arm all hoplites, arm pretty much the same. You know, uh, big shield, long spear, short sword, um, the swept up helmet. You know, the Spartans, of course, would be a bit more magnificent because they poured so much money in it and all that stuff. But then you had the Achaemenid Persians marching into war, and you had. Hundreds of peoples from that empire. You had African, black Africans. You had, um, y- there was even talk that they had soldiers from the, from the Far East that had come with them. You know, you had the immortals. You had all these amazing looking. Now, don't get me wrong. When it came down to scrapping, we knew who could scrap better because they always won and they won with smaller numbers. That doesn't mean the Persians couldn't fight, they could fight, but the Greeks, especially the Spartans, fighting is all they knew. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, especially the Spartans. the The only thing a Spartan man from their culture existed to do was make war. They had no other skills. 
They had no other skills. They didn't build anything for themselves. They had the helots. They had a slave population, did all that shit for them while they trained for war. That's a terrifying uh, group of people. You know, um, I'm a fascinated by warrior cultures and Spartans are up there, man. I mean, they're, 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 I think they're top five, if not top three. So number you, one, so you, you, you'd say you have that Spartan spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Native Americans. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, you want to do favorite things? We've been talking about this sure. downtrodden shit. Let's go into something fun. No, oh, god damn it! Everything. Um, started off with uh, well, some, I mean, let's go to the most recent one. I was watching Airplane. You were watching Airplane this morning, or well, right before I came. Right on, and uh, fucking right on. There's no, I don't think there's any other movie that is so wall to wall packed with jokes. It's absolutely filled to the brim. I mean, it's just and just the the shit I, I i'd seen before but i was just laughing out loud at and, and genuinely laughing you know uh, you know the the people over the loudspeakers arguing over the white zone and the red zone <laughs> and it turns out there are a couple it's like why did you say what you mean dan i should get an abortion <laughs> it's like <laughs> and then like the clever jokes um The guy, he said, uh, it's Captain uh, Lou Albano. Captain Over is his name. Captain Over. Well, there's, of course, I have a joke. Uh, <laughs> we've got clearance, clearance. Roger, Roger. Give me Vector Victor. You know, that, that whole fucking thing is great. Then there's this one where, he's, where Captain Over is on the phone, and um, the guy from the Mayo Clinic, which, by the way, behind him is just jars of Mayo, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I was laughing my ass off because I never caught that before. And have the and then uh, he said no, Colonel Ham wants to talk to you. He's like, all right, uh, <laughs> give me Ham. Hold the mayo. <laughs> I was so fucking tickled. I, was, I thought that was so goddamn funny. Um, uh, and everybody in it is good. Like I never liked Julie Haggerty. I, I've never liked her as an actress. And she and she's. I think they picked her for a cynical reason. I think they picked her because she's really. Like she's so annoying, her style of acting. Like she just that that way she talks. But the guy, the the guy Robert Conrad, who plays who plays Ted in it, is so good. Robert Conrad, I don't think ever got a fair shake. He he was in a few things. He was in Cat's Eye, mm-hmm. had a limited role in Cat's Eye, and did a really good job. I mean, did an excellent job of that. As a matter of fact, um, even though it's just a it's an anthology, basically. Julie um, Haggerty's still out here doing shit. Yeah, and I. I she was in uh, What About Bob, and she wasn't bad in that. And she's not a bad actress at all, but I've never found her. I, I, for one thing, I've never found her attractive. I don't think she's attractive at all. Um, but in Airplane, she's hilarious. There's a scene where they're dancing, and the guy she's dancing with gets stabbed in the back with a, with a knife, and he's, like, trying to point at it, and she's, like, doing what he does. <laughs> she's, you know, it's, it's fucking hilarious. Um, 
then the two black guys it's one of the most racist movies ever because the two black guys are speaking jive and they have subtitles yeah and you could never do that nowadays like and fucking who's the uh late it's beaver's mom oh i can oh, i can understand uh, him i speak jive barbara um, barbara billingsley barbara billingsley yeah, june she, cleaver and does a great job i mean she's you just hang loose blood. She's going to catch you on the rebound med side. <laughs> I like when I'm, when I'm says golly, when I'm says shit, like shit. And on the bottom it says golly. Because <laughs> it's like cornbread fucking, you know, white 50s fucking patois. They have them speak it in that it's not, you know, it's just ridiculous. Um, this is a great movie. Um, I watched Real Genius. Um, before that, because uh, Hulu has an 80s section. I was checking out the Ooh. 80s movies. Real Genius is a great movie. Um, a young Val Kilmer at the very beginning of his career. Um, the girl from Revenge of the Nerds who played Gilbert's love interest is in it. And yeah. she's a chameleon. She was in a lot of things. She was in that. She's in Revenge of the Nerds. She's in The Outsiders. She's in... Um, and just doesn't look... Is it Michelle Mayrink? Yeah. Yeah. And she... She, like I said, she's such a, she is such a chameleon. Um, good one looking. My, one of my favorite things to do is <clears throat> when I'm watching a movie, try to figure out who it is and just look at all the shit they've been in. Yeah. Says so she's only been in 10 things. Permanent Record was her last movie. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. I believe it's, <clears throat> it's a Keanu Reeves. Man who seemingly has it all together, being smart, talented, funny, and popular, secretly overwhelmed by expectations of himself and those of his parents. And suffers what is assumed to be a horrible accident. I think I remember this movie very well. Hmm. She was a uh, Keanu. She was good in Real Genius. Um, she's in a movie called Nice Girls Don't Explode from 1987. I need to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, Raised by Wolves, of course, got back into it. Um, it's just. HBO has so much money to throw at shit now, and, and everything is so. And they're doing a good job. And, and, with most yeah, of it, everything's um, so beautiful that they throw money at. What's the other one that I saw? It's the fantasy, um, fantasy one with the uh, the little girl from Logan. She's in. It. Oh, uh, the dark. Uh, his dark materials. His dark materials. I haven't watched that. You you would love it, I think. I'm sure, but there's been some ones I've been I've gotten burned on. Like Netflix had one, and it was just god awful it was like this i mean and the and the concept was cool i mean it was a a book but as a young it was a young adult book and it's like oh god i've tried young adult fantasy books and they are unfucking we haven't readable. did we talk about this last week uh um stranger things announced the new season we coming. did you, yeah you did say something it's they said it's twice as long it's every episode is going to be supersized so it's going to be what 10 two-hour episodes Maybe hour and a half episodes or something. Usually the episodes were between About 45, 45 minutes, minutes to yeah. an hour. So it might be 90 minutes, might be just an hour. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with, uh, but this is the penultimate season. Well, that's, I, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad they need to just tell the story and be done with it. No walking dead. Don't walking dead it. But uh, I can, I still want to see him come back 10 years down the line and it's the 90s i see i could handle that like i, I could really could handle that and i love finn wolfhard i think that he's really going to come and do his own some of those kids aren't going to do anything else um i don't think the kid justin he's going to be on broadway he's doing that kind of yeah, stuff, he's a singer he sing, and stuff yeah. you know and, and don't get me wrong he's got loads of charisma um the the black kid i don't know his name um isn't it marcus in the show yes but i don't know his real name lucas it's lucas, lucas. lucas. he's great like he's a great actor um 
Um, I can see him becoming a stand-up comedian. I could really, yeah. He's he's got a he's got timing, man. He's got real timing. Uh, Max, the little redheaded girl. I think she's Max gonna is going to do some. She's going to yeah. be an indie. She's going to be an indie movie. Is what she's going to do. Um, and then, we'll be seeing her naked in eight years. She's eighteen now. We might see it soon. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure she's eighteen. Yeah, they all got to be close. They're all getting there. Eleven's um, going to be huge. Yeah, she's already in all the homes, which I haven't watched, which I heard was good. Um, I haven't heard anything about it, but it's probably pretty good. You know, they put a little bit of money behind Henry Cavill something. plays yeah. Sherlock Holmes, which I didn't, man. Don't get me wrong, man. I love Cavill, but that's not Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes should be, he should be handsome, but he should be a rake, if you know what I mean. I don't know that I know what you mean. I'm just picturing a rake. <laughs> a rake is like, <laughs> he's handsome, but he's also got a devilish quality, you know, or you can play it. You can either play it two ways with Sherlock Holmes. The rake era aspect of it is robert downey yeah he's great. who's tremendous those are those movies are so who made those good. movies uh guy Ritchie. oh yeah he's great. he's not doing the third one though hmm. but um uh, and then the other way is the very stiff upper lip basil rathbone type sherlock holmes you know very british extremely british couldn't cannot be more british you know shitting tea and crumpets um you got to do, and that's a very entertaining Sherlock Holmes. He calls too. cookies biscuits. Well, yeah, they all do, but I'm just, but it in a very Victorian era, you know, Edwardian era. That's actually Edwardian era. Um, LaGuardian. But uh, yeah, Henry Cavill. The thing I like best about the second Sherlock Holmes movie is Stephen Fry played um, um, Mycroft Holmes, mm. and he was so fucking good because you could tell that in a lot of ways he was smarter than Sherlock was, and he called him Shirley too. <laughs> Here's a meme like they got like the flight control patterns or whatever, yeah. and nobody's flying over Ukraine right now. And then you got this one Air India going over Ukraine, Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we did Leroy Jenkins on here. It's great. Uh, um, I want to play you this one. If you haven't seen it, the interplay between uh, Stephen oh, Fry there's and finally Rock. the rock slide shows up. Holy balls! Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't going through there. I was thinking about going there just a few minutes after I went by. I was thinking about going there to going down there to get my groceries. As a, I was, I was, I went to Fayetteville and I was like, man, maybe I just, just go down to Marmat or I mean, Chilean. But I decided on Glasgow. What what the fuck ever that place is? Where is this thing? It's over here. The dongle is on it. Dongle, nothing but dongle. Let's see. For some reason, my YouTube is blue on here. I hate the color blue. Just kidding. I can see it. It's one of the few colors I can really see. Stephen. I'm a big Stephen Fry fan. see this it's only about a, a one minute uh interplay between them and it shows that they both have that really amazing way of looking at things they can look at a person and just immediately pinpoint who you are here's you some know? more photos that's fucking terrible here we go if we don't have an ad fuck yes of course there's an ad Dress like Doc Vader. Keep the boys away like you did during the crusades. Ah! Ow! 
the proud family louder and prouder good lord Disney why Plus. do we need this i don't know not bad that so where are we going in the future there'll be one of those machines in every town in europe loitering in the woodshed again are we mikey good evening sherry oh. See, your bootmaker is ill, dear brother. <laughs> As I detect that you've recently changed the brand of soap with which you shave. May I point out that the chimney in the front room at Baker Street is still in need of a damn good sweeping out? Oh, where that the hackney carriage by which you arrived had a damaged wheel? Yes, the left. And it's plain to the meanest intelligence that you have recently acquired a new bow for your violin. Same bow, new strings. And may I deduce that you, who rarely strays from the path runs from your home to the Diogenes Club, and never on a Monday, when they serve your favorite potted shrimps, must be here for some far more important reason than my stag party. You know, he's nothing like as slow-witted as you'd been leading me to believe, Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot like... Uh... <clears throat> Like at work, somebody comes in with new uh, new shoes on or something. Like, hey, oh, nice shoes. Uh, do they make those in men's sizes? Yeah, it's sort of like a little gentle. Yeah, wedding. it is, uh, yeah. and especially between you know, uh, he's he's in that movie uh, a few more times, and they don't make any bones about the fact that he's gay in it too. Every character that he plays in a movie almost is gay because he's, he's gay because he's gay. And they're cool with that, right? Um, like he's naked, and he saves. Uh, yes, uh, he's. He's very British naked, and that's a, not not a compliment. It's like um, chewed bubblegum, pasty, and like a pack of busted biscuits. No, Stephen, you're a great. Uh, he's a he's a he's tremendous listening. human being, but you know, and he'd be the first to say, yeah, it's not great. But anyway, um, <laughs> he comes out naked. Of course, it didn't show anything, but uh, uh, Watson's wife comes out, and he's just like, you know, I can see how a man in certain circumstances, of course, could be, you know, like to be around a, a person of your gender <laughs> and she's just like trying not to look down she uh, it's it's kelly riley is apparently she's found um f- a lot of fame on yellowstone yeah i've heard yellowstone's great i don't know i've seen a couple scenes and it's not bad but it's white people love it like it is a thoroughly white person show so um there's actually a good scene. Cole Hauser, Cole Hauser is in it. If you don't know who Cole Hauser is, he's he was in uh, uh, Higher Learning. He played the lead Nazi. He was Benny in Days of Confused. Um, you know, he's he's a good actor. His dad is Wings Hauser, who was a B movie guy. Um, he's very recognizable. Yeah, he he had, and but not in that show. He doesn't talk like he has a very distinctive way of speaking, and he doesn't speak that way. The Yellowstone's very. It, I found it very. Um, because I, I knew who he was. It was jarring. I'm like, I know this guy. I know this guy. Who is this guy? And then I looked, I was, I was like, Cole Hauser? Like, That's not him. I'm, I'm, I had to have a mistake and know that's him. There's a great scene where these obnoxious, of course, it doesn't hurt that I don't like bikers. Um, they're on this piece of land and these ranch people show up and he's polite with them at first. He's like, guys, um, you can't be here. You got to be across the road. This is, you know, private land over there's public land and they're of course being tough guys and give them shit and uh 
then they start this fight and Cole Hauser comes running in on his fucking pickup truck and just runs through the line of their fucking motorcycles and gets out and starts just going ham, kicking the shit out of these motherfuckers. He's got he's got a branding iron and he's bashing people fucking with it. And he and his and this one woman who, who got the hell beat out of her, he's he points at her and says like, Which one of these motherfuckers owned you? Which one of them? And she's like, Big guy with a beard. <laughs> it's it's a good scene, man. Because there's nothing and it's a, a true thing. There's nothing better. The, the whole John Wick movie and all those are, are based on the principle of bullies getting their comeuppance. That's a great thing. Mm-hmm. The, well, it's a great scene where those all those assholes were getting their comeuppance after, after getting their asses handed to them, you know, and they all had to leave. It was I, I really liked it. Um, other than that, I haven't really watched it. So, but I've heard it's good. I'll give it a shot. Um, yeah, I've heard it's good, but <clears throat> just haven't started it. It's uh there's so much. There's so much. I'm trying to think of other favorite things. Not really much. Oh, I watched uh, the documentaries channel I sent you. I watched one about Shaka Zulu. That was. Oh yeah, I haven't. That was pretty interesting. Um, it's definitely a gap in my knowledge. Um, the the whole area of time um, around England's dealings with uh, the Boers. You know the the Boers or the Boers who how you want to call it there. There were Dutch colonists who are very rugged, somewhat. You know, they're 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 like any colonial type people. They're you know they're obnoxious. They're tough. They're Calvinistic. They have their Bible and their gun, and they don't want to be told what to do. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that, but there is definitely a, a, an annoying side to it. And um, the Brits, they actually handed the Brits uh, an embarrassing defeat. Um, this is what we did as well. But then the Brits revenged it like the next day mm. and killed a bunch of them. And keep in mind that in each one of those battles, it was losing 500 men to thousands, you know, because of, of course, you know, technology and also battle tactics. And also, in fact, I don't I, I don't think that the in that equation, people always assume it's just those things. It isn't the British soldiers, the colonial force, the British soldiers were crack hard ass fucking troops that could fight. And I'm sure that there were some hand to hands where they gave they gave as much to the Zulus as the Zulu gave to them, because they they that's the thing they're going to be soft because they're these civilized men. No, they could fucking fight. Um, and you know, as a lot of the world learned to their sorrow, you know, they they sent a, a force of uh, rifle or uh, uh, they call it, they always used rifles. And in World War One, it was a very small force they sent. It was like a you know seven cores or something as opposed to the germans 90 or some shit and um the germans were they were shooting the germans down so fast with rifles that the germans swore they had automatic weapons and they didn't because it's you know just like mowing them down you know and um it's been blown up according to some british even some german and some british historians like yeah the the germans fought quite well too you know but the, but the british get a lot more you know everybody likes a underdog and you know being overmatched by all those troops also the british were the british troops also did one of the worst things in world war one but it wasn't necessarily their fault uh there was these these young men they were basically out of high school probably 18 and they got sent to the front because they needed to shore up the front the germans and they all came they thought war was a grand adventure. They see everybody in that war thought it was a grand adventure. They hadn't been hadn't dealt with modern mechanized warfare yet, you know, or 
the warfare of nations basically was nation states at war, you know, because that was a new thing. And they came marching arm in arm singing and the Germans just fuck. I mean, the British just mowed them down, like killed them, killed them so much that the British were crying as they're killing these kids. And they felt so bad about it. And there's still a monument there of a German father and mother with their hand over their faces where with their fraternity pins on the monument. Hmm. Um, the kinder something it's called kinder slaughter. I mean, something to that mind, the slaughter of children and something to, the, to that effect. But anyway, that's, that's pretty much all I had. I, it's not a lot this week. Um, I'm finishing up, uh, daredevil. I started watching it again to get on that. Cause it's going to be off soon, isn't it? Yeah, they're putting it on either Disney plus or Hulu or something like they're that. They're going to put it on Disney plus. I think, I think it's going to be a Hulu show. I think they're going to put all those shows on Hulu mm-hmm. because language, the violence, violence, the violence is up there with John Wick. It's up there with Game of Thrones. It's sometimes. up there with everything. Yeah. It is extremely violent. Mm-hmm. And um, language, sexual overtones, smoking, shit like that. They don't like that shit on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. But I've been, I've been watching it. Some of those fight scenes, dude. Like there's one where Matt goes into the prison to talk to a witness or something like that. He steals Foggy's ID, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> Wilson Fisk, who's in prison at the time, everybody's he's uh he's got everybody. He's got everybody in the bag. So mm-hmm. they lock down that part of the prison to where he can't get out, and they open up the fucking. Basically what they did to the Punisher. The doors. Yeah. Pretty much what they did to the Punisher. And he's got to fight his way out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just extremely violent. And it looks like one of those shots where it's all one shot. Yeah. And I think Charlie Cox does a lot of his own fighting. He's good, man. Stunts. I think he's. He, 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 oh, it's not just that that he's good. He always looks like he's blind. He, even when he's, he's fighting, he's, he keeps his eyes forward. Right. And he's tremendous. Like if they're, he's the ideal I mean, I'm sitting there thinking I was a big Daredevil uh, comic book reader at one point because John Romita Jr. did the art for it. It's very stark, you know, very gritty black and, you know, kind of art. And I loved it. So I, I went, I read that whole run that uh, John Romita Jr. was on there. And thinking back, I think of Charlie Cox, like the lower part of his face in that comic because he fits so well. Man, some of that, that casting is, they do a good job. There's the storyline in the third season is there's like an old a uh, ex marine who's now in the FBI and he was this fucked up kid and he can throw things really hard. Is it Bullseye? I'm guessing that's who it's supposed to be. They never actually call him that. Mm-hmm. But in one part of it, Wilson Fisk recreates the uh, has his uh, has the guy that made the suit who also makes suits for Wilson Fisk because they're bulletproof and mm-hmm. stuff. He has him make a Daredevil suit for Bullseye and he poses as Daredevil. And he does a great job as evil daredevil. Yeah. It's fucking really cool. And uh, a lot of people didn't like it. I'm like, this show fucking rules. Like, I'm not a comic guy, but the show rules. I can't think of anybody that doesn't like it. A lot of the purists are ah, like, how'd they screw em. that up? I'm like, I don't know, dude. It's just like a, a really long action movie. It's like the thing. I mean, I, I don't know, man. You, It's like the casting with X-Men and stuff like that. I mean, it's like... Uh, Chuck Nunley, rest in peace, great guy. I mean, loved him. He he hated, we would have arguments because we're both comic book guys, and he hated the X-Men movies because Wolverine was too tall. I'm like, man, come on. He, I think he broke down, if we discussed it before, he finally broke down and watched Logan, and he 
grudgingly accept. He's like, yeah, that was a good movie. It's a so, good fucking movie. Yeah. The so, last, the last uh, hurrah of the old gunfighter. Pretty much, it's pretty much a western. It is a western. Have we discussed? You know, I don't mean to. No, I'm. Uh, I'm scratching at the walls to try to find more favorite things. No, have you? Have we discussed the uh, Doctor Strange trailer? Did we discuss that yet? I don't know if we discussed it on here. We've probably discussed Professor it. X is in it. Oh, yeah. You can hear the voice. Yeah, and you see the back of his head. Oh. It's him. Yeah, probably. No, it's not. I mean, there are so many people are going to be in that movie. That's, I, I guarantee Hugh Jackman is going to be in that movie. Um, yeah, you're probably going to see like all the all other people that were considered Tom Cruise for Iron Man. is going to be Tom Cruise. I'm pretty, I mean, he's going to be Iron Man. I'm pretty sure. Iron Man from probably Tom John Krasinski on. might be um, Reed, a Captain Reed America. Richards. He's going to oh. be Reed Richards. Oh. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Because um, they're making a Fantastic Four movie. And guess what? The, the the best part about it is the guy from Spider-Man, the guy who made the Spider-Man movies is making a Fantastic Four movie. Shit. You can't put that in better hands because they have similar like feel. It's very Marvel Comics. It's very... 60s 70s you know he even though it's set in modern day it still has got that feel somehow i don't don't know how they do that because they'd have no references to it you know um and he's not going i don't think they're going to make the mistake of having a rubber suit guy play the thing you can't do that it has to be a cgi character so Hmm. i've never thought i've never watched any of the fantastic don't I won't. <laughs> They're bad. <laughs> What's funny is they might have Chris Evans in there as an alternate timeline, Reed Richards or whatever he was. As a, you know, no, he's Mr. A, the Flaming Torch. He was a Human Torch. Human Torch. He was a um, bank loan. Yeah, that would be awesome. They're also th- thinking that. Uh, well, obviously Peggy Carter is going to be in it, but uh, one rumored is yeah, she's on the her shields on the poster. Yes, but there's also, they say if you squint really hard, and of course, if you want to see it, you can see Deadpool in there. I'm thinking that Deadpool is going to be on that on that row of people that he's going to talk to because he because he's a guy that talks to our reality. Like, there's going to be like, he's aware of these other realities, and he's able to, and then he's going to look at the camera like, yeah, told you. you know, it's going to be something, you know, it's going to be something like that. That Once that happens, I think this 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 slump they were in might have been even engineered to a certain degree. I think they released Eternals not, not hoping it would fail, but being comfortable with it. Like if this if this does fail, we're set up for another rise because they it's like it was like this, and now it's down like this, and now it's coming back up. But this thing with once they put all these characters in, they did bring they bring Deadpool in, Professor X, all the stuff. They're going to hit another stratosphere. Well, they said that was the last of the Avenger movies, the End Game. It's the last Avengers. It's going to be called something else. Sure. Like, um, well, there's the Defenders. There's um, they had there's a Defender series. Yeah, it's, it's not garbage. Good. I mean, the scenes with uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and I was never Dead, Luke and uh, Daredevil are pretty cool. I was never a Luke Cage fan. Like he's I, fine. I, I never liked that character. Like it. I like the Jessica Jones show just because I'm a Kristen Ritter fan. She's pretty hot. Yeah, I like dark haired bitches, man. I don't. I don't. I think she's great, but I don't. I never thought she was that pretty. Like. She's not ugly. Odd looking. Yes. Which I like. She's got a lot of her dad in her face. She does. Is John Ritter her dad? Yes. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, nepotism. <laughs> she's just good. There is nepotism, but she's good at it. Um, other favorite things. <clears throat> it's hard. I've, I've pretty much just been watching Deadpool. Oh, I've been watching a lot of music theory. Um, 
videos. Yeah. And learning about why things are the way they are in music. Cause I never really, I just, I just learned my chords and move my capo up and down and, and, but now I'm learning little things that I can do. And sometimes that I have done without knowing that I was doing them mm-hmm. like uh, borrowed chords. Like uh, you get a key, I'm in the key of C major and D major is not in the key of C major. It's supposed to be D minor, but you can still use D major and it, but it's borrowed from a different scale. Shit like that. Mm. I'm learning. And, um, it's, uh, it, it's kind of like a new, more scientific approach to, uh, putting songs together and things like that. Mm. Like I completely rewrote like the outro to one of my songs because of that. I put like a little triumphant walk up instead of whatever I had before. And I think that's cool. Like I've waited 20 years to, to actually learn what I was doing mm-hmm. with my instrument. It's kind of dumb. Maybe I should have took a class. The internet wasn't really a big thing back then. No, I think. Should have got a book or something. I think self-taught is is the way to go. I mean, it's like um, some, some of the greatest are self-taught. Yeah. Eddie Van like, Halen self-taught. Like the Beatles didn't really know what they were doing while right. they were doing it. Like. Well, this sounds good, and there's a reason it sounds good, and it's been figured out by people throughout the past, but they didn't really think about when the song's in the key of A minor, but I want the chorus to be in A major Mm -hmm. when we get there. How do I make that happen? Well, if I play this chord and then go straight to the A major, then it sounds good, but then I have to play another chord to get back to the A minor. Right. (laughs) Like Those are called pivot chords, I learned, Mm -hmm. and um. They didn't know when they were doing that. When they were, when George was writing "While My Guitar Gently Weeps," he he wasn't. They had things that they called it, but they weren't the correct terms. Yeah, and um, I think it it might have held them back if they got too mathematic about uh, what they were doing. It's it's a lot of, and you figure that out by watching the documentary of sure. just them in the studio. It's a lot of just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. Right, but. You know, it's also we've discussed this before. Just because some co- something is complex doesn't mean it's good. That's you know, true. You have something like, uh, like I, a lot of the guys I like. It's it's what I've done. Like three chords in the truth, mm-hmm. and I'm not really that good. So I'll just move my capo up and down because it hurts my fingers to play bar chords. But sure. I've been training myself to play the bar chords better. <laughs> well, it's like dream theater. Bradley's always big in the dream theater because they're like math rock. It's, yeah, it's so incredibly complex to play. I never, I never, I didn't think it translated. I was just like, I don't think they're that good. They're very good, but it's not pleasing to me. Well, I mean, you know good I mean? as in it's good music, I guess. But at the same time, that doesn't. It's like Rush. Rush is crazy. It's musically sound. Yeah, but I just don't. I've never cared for Rush that much. Either. Nor have I. I mean, I mean, they got the the few Tom Sawyer, all that stuff. Well, all I the prog, cool. all the prog rock. You know, yes, the the um, Primus, not a big Primus guy. No, I mean I liked a couple Primus songs, but I'm no. I'm I'd love to see them live. That would be great. I like seeing people that know what they're doing live, but also I would have liked to see Bob Dylan in 1962. Well, it's like uh, when it's him beating the shit out of his guitar with a harmonica. That what's that Bob Dylan play, song plays on uh, Station Eleven? Um, ain't no reason. Don't think twice. It's all right. Great fucking song. Yeah, fuck yes. I mean, it was my god. What a song that is. Yeah. Good lord. Times they are changing. Might be one of the most important songs of all time. And the thing about it is, is that you know that that's one of the. I'm not a big 
Zack Snyder guy. Like, I think he's great. Every, I, 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 well, the no, opening, I don't think he's great. But the opening of Watchmen. He has moments. Yeah. The opening of Watchmen. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it doesn't get much better than that. So yeah. that, that, that's what he's good at. He's good at glossing a product. He's not, a, he's not good at dialogue. He's not good at, you know, he's not good at the things you should be good at. Maybe he could be like an assistant director and throw in the moments. He's an idea guy. Yeah. Like, I think... Again, if my twig's been bent the, another way and I was able to had been able to get into the business or something like that, I think I could have been a combination of both. Like I do have good big ideas, but I also have small things that fit that are good that that would that would work. I know that I don't know how they would work. I just I don't know why they work. I just know they would. You mm-hmm. know, because I can imagine myself seeing it. I can take myself outside of myself and see well, what would this look like if I was watching it. That'll work. You know. Um, I don't think he has that sometimes. I think that he thinks a lot of big filmmaker, you know, big shoes. He's got big shoes he's got to step into. And like, man, you can't do it like that all the time. It works like Dawn of the Dead. I love Dawn of the Dead, man. Um, it's a re- it's a good remake, but in subsequent viewings, it's not as good as ever he thought it was. I mean, that's one of those things. It was that's that's the thing that launched him. That's the one when they're in the mall, right? Yeah, it's a massively successful remake of the George Romero, Dawn of the Dead. Um, incidentally, they never successfully remade Day of the Dead um, because you can't because it's perfect. But <laughs> um, but no, it's it's it was it was good for what it did, and it, and it has and again, it has one of those tremendous. He's good at opening sequences. He's good at those. Like uh, the beginning of Dawn of the Dead is all these awful clips cut together of the world falling apart, and when the man comes around by Johnny Cash, yeah, yeah. that's fucking awesome. That's hard to deny how good that is, and that really sets you up. If you could, that's like setting what he does. He sets somebody up with a jab, and then he can't deliver the knockout punch. He just can't. It's just it's like a it's a twelve round. Exactly. It's like it's like wearing you down. Like man, come on, just I'm waiting for that knockout punch. Will you please just deliver it? You know, and he never delivers. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to trying to put Nolan in those in those uh trying to think of how he would be too as a prize fighter. He's like an Ollie. He he does all the little things right, but he lacks a power punch. Like, um don't get me wrong, it's not like he can't hit hard sometimes when he wants to. Like Dunkirk, it has moments that are just absolutely out of this world. But then you have something like even some of the Batman movies. The Dark Knight Rises doesn't come together at the end. It doesn't. It's a great movie. But the end is not, it's not, does not mesh the whole thing. The ride is great, man. I love it. And it's, and it's so good, but it just doesn't. And I, and I challenge anybody with this who I love those movies. I don't love them any less because of this, but yeah, it just, the ending isn't, uh, it's, uh, when, oh, you're Ra's al Ghul's kid. Oh, okay. She was great though. She was great. Great tits. Smoking ass hot. My God, she's hot. Wonderful tits. Great. She was like so much. She was so much pregnant when she was in that. She had either had just given birth or she's in fucking Inception. Like holy mackerel, she's in. (laughs) Now that one he delivered the knockout. Yes, that that I will I will say that that that's the the one movie he did that's like pitch perfect from beginning to end. You know, I think um, Dunkirk was a lot like that. Yeah, pitch perfect. Um, what was the uh, his first big one? Uh, Memento, that's a wild ride. I need to watch Memento because I honestly haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I think you dig it. I think you dig it. I like Nolan. Mm-hmm. I'm a Nolan fan. Uh, Tenet. I don't think I like Tenet. 
it's visually it's insane sure it's great but like trying to figure out what's going on and mm. denzel's kid isn't as good as you'd think he'd be yeah that sucks that would that would bother me yeah he's he's good at comedy though i've seen him in comedy but mm. this wasn't what i i hoped for and i've watched it twice and i still don't know what's going on i might give it another shot down the line somewhere but now he's in the middle of making oppenheimer which seems like it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna be a Killian. rough one. Is it Killian Murphy or Cillian? Cillian. I think it's well, it could be either for the for the Celtic people because he is Irish. I think the C's are K's, so it should be Killian Murphy. Yeah, Killian but Murphy's anglicized. It's Cillian Murphy. Yeah, <clears throat> just like we call the Boston Celtics yeah, the, Celtics the Celtics. Celtics instead of the Celtics. Right. Um, one thing I did want to discuss that we could one you know thing that I forgot is that um, I watched Dune again. Dude, it's it's so it's it's unreal good. Like I mean, I can't think of it ever. I can't think of it being any better in any possible way. I wasn't bored for a moment of that movie. No, and it was just visually, it did everything. The Harkonnens, the way they they portrayed the Harkonnens, they they didn't have to go. That's one thing that David Lynch did, I think, with his Dune movie that actually did work. There were lots of things in that movie that worked. And if you watch, this is a true thing, too. A lot of things they took from that movie, they put in the new one. Mm-hmm. A lot of the look, a lot of uh, what the uh, what the Harkonnens wore was almost exactly what the Harkonnens wore in the new Dune. Um, I watched it again with J-Mo, and he loved it. He was a big Dune reader. Yeah. So he, he loved it. He yeah. Was, he's like, wait, the first scene, one of the first scenes should be where he puts his hand in that box thing. The Gom Jabbar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's what it I is like. nominated for best picture. It needs to win. It, it is so deserves to win. Of the, of all the movies that I've seen that are nominated, they nominate almost every movie now for <laughs> yeah, best picture. They really do. Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up, Dune, Drive My Car, Don't Belfast. Don't Look Up. Yeah. It's a good movie. Um, okay. But I mean, it's like it's heavy handed with its satire. Sure. You kind of got to be with America. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Belfast. I want to see Belfast. I really have to see Belfast. Licorice Pizza. I want to see that. The Power of the Dog. I did not like that movie. I watched that movie on Netflix. I did not like it. Okay. West Side Story. Haven't seen it. It's probably great. Um, King Richard. Haven't seen it. Also probably great. And something called Coda. Of the movies that I've seen, it's a no brainer. I like Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up, Dune, and Power of the Dogs. Okay, it's got everybody cool in it. Like it's got uh, Fat Damon, it's got Kirsten Dunst, it's got um, Doctor Strange, that guy. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, but it's like I just this it's it's just a bummer white people movie, dude. I didn't get it. There's no joy in it. Right. That's we, the one thing we talked about is. Lack of joy in a lot of these things. Nightmare, there's not really a lot of joy in Nightmare Alley either, but I liked it a lot. Hmm. Yeah, Dune has. To, I if it's up to me, Dune wins, but it's definitely not. I mean, it's got all kinds of. It's got all the things that they're looking for in a Best Picture. Very diverse cast. Dennis Villeneuve. He's some sort of a foreigner. Um, I was going to talk about him with it. You know, at filmmakers right now. I need to see Sicario. It's good because I know it's going to be good because I because he made it. Um, I haven't seen two yet, but uh, Sicario. I don't think he is, directed it, it. I'm not sure. I don't think he did. Um, but I've seen Arrival. <laughs> Arrival was 
That's a beating. It, it is. So and it's so fucking hard. Um, Dune, even the the quote unquote woke shit they put in there, although I hate that fucking word. Um, I didn't really notice any of it. Well, they they gender and uh, race switched uh, Liet Kynes. It's okay. It was, it was a white Imperium man for, who who lived among the Fremen. He actually in the movie in the uh, in the uh, David Lynch movie he was played by Max von Sydow. If that gives you any idea. Okay. Um, I always thought I always imagined the Fremen as Arabic. Um. I didn't think they would have so much variation among their skin colors. That doesn't bother me. I mean, I, I think that in a you know even in a desert planet where the population is small, that's a, Arrakis is a very large planet, so you're going to have different groups of people adapting to one lifestyle. Um, one of my favorite scenes was when he has to fight whenever uh, the youngster has to fight one of the Fremen dudes. He has to fight Jamis, yeah. Yeah, and he asks him, do you yield? And he's like, oh, we don't do that here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I like the fact that all of them were like, you know, even Chani was just like, um, had given up. He's like, you know, thought he had no chance because they're all great fighters. And he's like, he's like, Jamis is, he's skilled. It will be over quickly. I mean, they all give him up for dead and thought he wouldn't get a win. Um, and that's how it was in the book. And one thing I love that they haven't gone into yet, and I hope they do, is that when the Sardaukar first met the Fremen in battle, that the Sardaukar are unbeatable. Like, they're so terrifying, the most terrifying force in the, in the galaxy. They live on Seleucus Secundus, which is this awful planet with, it's never discussed openly, but awful conditions, giant animals that are violent. They keep them in poverty to make them hungry. And then they, you know, it's just the ultimate soldier, you know, because they live and die for the emperor and they're, and then they're from this awful planet. Hard lands breed hard people. Mm-hmm. And if you, and if you purposely set people on a hard planet and make that planet as hard as possible, and then you, bring them up and give them like armor and a title and all this stuff. And then you tell them how great they are. They're that much tougher. So when they first start first fight the Fremen though, and they didn't show it much in the movie in this last movie. And I think that's cool because they haven't really gotten into it yet. The Fremen, the, the Fremen remark on how great the Sardaukar fight, even though it is a lopsided victory in the Fremen's in the Fremen's favor. They're like, did you see how well they fought? We we lost five men to him, and it was just like, and then Paul was just like, he just talked about cavalierly saying how many men. Then they lost to the Sardaukar. You know, the Sardaukar don't lose, and they don't. They they usually don't lose a man. So, and then they're talking about these desert people who've just shamed them. You know, I don't so. think I don't think uh, they're leaving anything out of the Dune books. They're not, but at the same time, you, as I've said, discussed before, you cannot make all those books into movies. How many books are there? Oh, shit, there's, let's see. Dune, Dune Messiah, Children of Dune, Chapter House Dune. Has he even reached the end of the first one with this movie? No, it's still the first book. Jesus uh, It's big. <laughs> Heretic, won't live long enough. Heretics of Dune. Um, like I said, by the end, it is a like a three thousand year timeline, if not longer. I think it might be even longer. I think I'm, I think I'm underballing it, because by the end, underballing, <laughs> lowballing it. Um, they're not, you know. Let's see. Let's. I'm, let me just look that up real quick, because now I'm curious about it. How long is the Doom timeline? Let's see. 
shit. How long is a Dune book timeline? I'm Charles Keenan, and I'm trying to figure out how long the Dune timeline 15,000 years in total. <laughs> the Dune universe, set in the distant future of humanity, has a, has a history that stretches thousands of years, some 15,000 years in total, and covers considerable changes in political, social, and religious structure, as well as technology. There's a part where Paul's son becomes a sandworm. <laughs> he turns himself into a sandworm. How are you going to do I'm that? I'm Paul's son, and I'm turning myself into a sandworm. <laughs> <laughs> this might be an on-running bit. Oh, God. <laughs> I like it. I'm Dutch, and I'm doing an on-running bit. <laughs> I'm Aaron, and I have COVID. <laughs> I'm actually going to meet Aaron tomorrow and play disc golf at 11. We'll be outside. It'll be fine. I think we should be fine. Yeah. As long as we're not riding in the car together there. Right. Since I haven't officially been stricken with stricken. the disease. Yeah, I heard I was listening to a podcast today. You know where they came up with social distancing from? Where? The guy was tasked to be, to come up with a plan for a pandemic. Um, after the bird flu in like mm-hmm. 2004, five, whenever that was. It's like, we need to be prepared for this, for another one or whatever. And his daughter was always talking about cooties and how she wishes uh, they'd put less people on the buses on the way to school so mm-hmm. she wouldn't catch cooties. So we, we should just put one person per row on the bus. And that's how he came up with the idea for social distancing. And they put it in a scientific paper. <laughs> well, there is scientific like evidence to back it. I mean, it's just common sense. If you're, unless something is extremely virulent, airborne, that you know, you like talk talk about something like okay, the Black Death, which was spread by fleas, but it did go airborne at one point. So it went from a twenty percent kill rate, which is high. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, to a sixty percent kill rate when it went airborne. So. You're talking. What was the disease in um, Station Eleven? It was like a ninety percent or something like that. Yeah, it was a ninety-nine point nine. It was like a flu. Yeah, it had no incubation period. It just hit you. Boom! Hey, you once you're dead, once you got it, you're dead. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> that. That show, God, I could go on and on about that fucking show. As bleak as it was, what they're going through, hmm. they never seemed bleak. Anybody well, there's so show. much joy in it. Yeah, they love their lives. That show is just filled with absolute joyful moments. That's, that's why I wanted to write, even though there was going to be the story about, you know, is it going to be a father-daughter story where they're walking to this? It's it's set like a couple hundred years in the after a pandemic. It's in the United States, and they're walking through West Virginia. They're walking along Route 60. They're walking down the mountain to go to this place, this gathering. Dad's a blacksmith. He's brought some of his wares. You know, he's going to, and they're also just for a festival for people to get together. So they get caught in this freak fall snowstorm. And then there's tigers in Appalachia at that point because tigers have escaped from captivity and now have become part of the landscape. Mm. So the name of the story was, was, uh, is going to be, yes, there will be, uh, there will be tigers was going to be what it was, what it was going to be called. And, they get snowed in in Boomer Holler, and they're in one of the old houses, or like the old hulks in one of the houses, and the thing's stalking them, 
like ever tightening circle as prey predator animals do. So, but the, but the thing about it was until that point, it was going to be the point of the book was nothing is all good or all bad. And there's so much joy with in the world. Then they, they were having a good time. They're, you know, the dad's like a kind of a gruff, silent type, but he loves his daughter. And she's asking him questions like, you know, what's this? And he had limited knowledge of the world. He's trying to describe it to her. And the world never recovered from this. There's no more technology. I don't know how I was going to explain it, but the wor- secondary. Who gives a shit? Well, the world had reverted back to a more medieval point. The guy made swords. He made weapons. And he was, you know, people had to defend themselves. So... You know, he's gonna. He was trying to explain to her. Well, they told us about. You know, they had flying machines and they had you know all this stuff. And she's like, "Well, that can't be real." He's like, "No, that's real." And he's a very knowledgeable guy. You know, he had some old books that he's looked up and all that stuff. And then they were. She was going to talk. One of the exchanges was going to be. They sound like they lived in a beautiful world. And he and he would kind of shrug his shoulder and be like, "I don't know about that." Like, it would seem that way, but. He said there would be the drawbacks with that place as well. He's like, can you imagine? And then he would get into the fact that the he's like, this river right here, he points to the canal. He's like, you couldn't drink that. You couldn't drink that then. The, so the air in some places you could not breathe, and she can't even wrap her head around that. She's like, it's water. He's like, couldn't drink it. It's full of pollutants. She's like, why did they do that? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, those are great exchanges because the things are such common sense that, you know, you, they have discussions about, but it's basically driving home the point that yes, we have an Appalachian they have to walk through with fucking tigers in it, mm-hmm. and but it's still it's a beautiful place. And as long as you have your wits about you, it's not you know it'd be like tigers anywhere else. Sometimes your luck's going to run out because you can't ever see them coming. Really, they're stealthy, they're big and strong, and there's nothing you can do about it. So you know they just live life like well it gets us, it gets us, and then they just go on with their lives. You know, so like people in those kind of places do. So, you know, I don't know. It's actually a very good story idea. I never followed through on. Well, you can start again. There's no timeline, baby. No. I actually had a song, if we can get away with playing it. I don't think it's a one that would get taken down. You never know. We haven't had one taken down in like two months, so that's not bad. And we played big time music. Not in the last two months, we haven't. Well, this one is not a, it, w- it wouldn't have been, even if it, it is. It just depends on who owns the rights to it. Let's see. I can get away with that much. <laughs> I know that. Well, is that a is that a song? Yeah, it's like a. It goes on. They hold this out for, forever. It's just a rockabilly too. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is about the interrupters. We can give it a shot, and it's with rancid. Thanks for ooh, that might that might, that might uh, trigger something. Fuck it, play it. But it's not rancid. It's just they're on the song. Go ahead, play it. See what okay. happens. It's a great song. Thanks for listening, you queefs. Go fuck yourselves. If you are alone tonight, you can come with us. If you don't.